So you want to be an indie author. Well, writing is creative. Being an author, now that's a business. Hi, I'm Jenia White, and welcome to the Indie Author Hangout. This bi-weekly podcast is for aspiring writers and indie authors. Here, you'll be introduced to the business of being a well-informed, bona fide, independent author. It's time to sell your stories and not yourself short. So stay tuned to the Indie Author Hangout podcast and create your blueprint for your indie author business today. You're inside the Indie Author Hangout, Season 1, Episode 3. Hey, it's Jenia, your hostess who wants the most this in book sales. I'm also a wife, mother, and indie author of Black-centric fiction, and as always, I'm happy that you're here. It's time to stop the show. Let's tune in to another Indie Arthur Hangout Spotlight. Indie Arthur Hangout Spotlights are episodes where we will gain awareness into who an indie author is behind and because of their work. They will also promote their books, their projects, and provide us with hopefully some methods behind the madness of choosing to become an indie author. Today's Indie Arthur Hangout Spotlight guest has taken fictional black romance readers by the heartstrings, and for 14 books, she hasn't let go. As a 2019 recipient of an award for Favorite New Author and Indie Love Literary Winner for Best New African American Author, she has amassed a catalog of timeless romances and relatable stories as she intended, celebrating the union of faith and love. With such titles as Why Don't We Fall in Love, a love so soft, chasing empty hearts, and her most recent release, All I Ask of You. She has more love to write and joy to bring her faithful readers and many new ones to come. When I first visited her website, I was instantly transformed into a romantic mood, and you will be too. Try it and see. After the show, do yourself a favor and stop by ChelseaMaria.com. You can thank me later. I'm so pleased to shine the Indie Arthur Hangout Spotlight on Miss Chelsea Maria. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. Thank you for doing this. I really do appreciate it. You've been busy. I have been busy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about that, ma'am, because you have been making your rounds, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What other shows have you done? Yeah, I've done um, Indie Love, Sister Girls Book Club, two other Facebook groups, um, these ladies have reached out to me. And again, I'm always amazed when people are like, oh my gosh, you read your book, you want to have you. And I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> um, and I've done a few other book clubs on Facebook, Reform Gems, Read Books on Facebook. But shout out to everybody that has had me. I really do appreciate the love. So it's, it's still surreal to, to have people reach out. Yeah, it, I'm always like, I usually sit on it like like a good minute or <laughs> two before I actually say yeah because I'm always like okay are they sure is this happening and I'm like okay yeah let me know time and place and I'm there how long has it been from the start of your writing journey to where you started getting those kind of calls and connections how many years or months has it been I got my first one probably a year after I had released my first book. And the first one actually came from, I believe it was Girl Have You Met? Um, And it kind of tied into me being a featured author that year too. So that was kind of how that meshed. Then after that, it was slowly progressing because, of course, it goes how you release. Then this year happened and it got crazy. (laughs) I'll just say it happened like a year after I released my first book. Mm-hmm. From the new indie author standpoint, 
when you released your first book and up until that first year, did you think you were being seen and read and paid attention to as an author? I, I would say yes, mm-hmm. because for me, the whole experience itself was new to me. So the fact that I had even one person reading my book and then that one person turned into 12 people, I valued that one person and then those 12 just the same because I could have came out and I had no readings because I've heard the stories about my book's been out for six months and I haven't heard anything. And for me to be fresh out the game like that, it was like, wow, like these people are reading my books. It was just such a humbling experience. So when I first came out and these people are saying, oh my gosh, we love your book. And I'm just, again, it's that happened almost three years ago and I still sit with a smile on my face about to cry whenever somebody tells me they read my books because it's all so refreshing to me. Every book feels like I'm releasing all over again because that pressure is still there. Whether it's one person, 12, or a blog, say, hey, you know, we're looking forward to Chelsea's new release or anything. I take it as if it was the first time again. It just, it always feels like that because, again, without the readers, we wouldn't have our books being mentioned to friends or being tagged in things on Twitter, which I never thought was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I enjoy the experience. Again, it just feels like I'm starting all over again with each book because you really are because you don't know how they're going to receive that one just because you put out one previously that they like. Right. Do you put more pressure on yourself when releasing something else? Oh, gosh. Do I? (laughs) I do. And I'm in that space right now because I just finished a series that people are loving and trying to release something after that. I have to keep telling myself, okay, that's done. Like we're moving on, you know, and, and especially like I'm in the middle of doing my outline and I'm critiquing it so hard. And I'm like, girl, it's just the outline. You haven't even written it. Can we get to the writing part? But in my mind, I'm like, okay, but it has to be better. It has to be better. But this is a whole different story. So I'm battling with that now of just separating myself from what I previously wrote, trying not to pressure myself into thinking that I have to top it. Like what happens with the story is just going to happen with the story. It's a whole different voice. It's a whole different couple. It's a whole different everything. So separating from what I previously wrote to what I'm writing on now, it has been very challenging, but I love how I get to even feel that pressure of making sure that this is better than what I just released. Because as a creative, you always want to get challenged. And for me, my biggest person that I battle with challenging my biggest competitor is myself because I'm always trying to do better than what I did the last time. So it it is rewarding to (laughs) get challenged by your own self because you want to see your growth. And that's what it's allowed me to see because I wouldn't have saw it like that when I first started out uh, two years ago. Mm -hmm. I would have just been like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Does this even sound right? But I'm finding the the fun in it, I guess you can say. I'm also understanding, I have more of a respect for myself as a creative now than when I first came out because it was just a matter of me wanting to see my name on the chart. You don't compare yourself to other authors. Your work is who you are. And there's so many different voices inside of you. So how do you stay true to the one you're working on 
at the moment. That's where you say you're struggling right now. Right. Does, does outlining help you do that? Outlining helps me do that a lot. Like people say my outlining process, like when I explain my outlining process to some people, they're like, girl, that's a whole waste of time because I have to write it out on paper. There's no typing on the computer. Usually, I, if I do that, I'm only leaving a summary just in case I lose my main papers. But I have to put it on paper. I'm usually writing pages and pages just for one chapter because I have to visualize it. And once I place myself there in that space to visualize what I want to happen, you know, writing down those certain things of what I want it to smell like, what I want her to feel, what I want him to feel, what I want to happen, period. So... The whole space of me saying that I challenge myself, it is true. I am my own challenger. I am my own competition. And I love every author out there that does work because I read their stuff like, dang, that was really good. But it's like, that's her craft. I would never try to say me and her wear the same size shoe because I don't know where her walk is. I don't know what she goes through to write. So I respect everybody's craft in their own way. And that's why I say I focus on myself because once you start comparing yourself to other people, and yes, we do get inspired by everything. I really think we do. Like I read a book, I think it was Getting Even by Denisha Little and her descriptions of love. It was inspiring to actually be more thorough. So it wasn't that I took anything like kind of the still or anything. No, she inspired me to be more thorough. But when it comes to being my own competition and then just relying on my work, that's all I see. I have a tunnel vision of how can I be better than Chelsea was when she released all I ask of you. And so I really focus on that. And you don't ride off of your success. You let it inspire you to keep moving higher is what it sounds like. Oh yeah. I do not ride off <laughs> at all because I'm a firm believer that it can be here today and gone tomorrow. And I've seen that in this literary world. I didn't realize it was just so grimy. You could be here. Like literally mm -hmm. people can be rooting for you today and tomorrow. Next thing you know, you're not such a good author. People are just picking away at your craft so no I my tunnel vision is just how I can be better in myself mm -hmm. let's talk about a little bit about your outline process without giving too much of your craft away <laughs> <laughs> because not everyone outlines so right for you what is your main goal in outlining my main goal is to write down everything I think as soon as I can, because my mind rushes, especially if I get this vision in my head, I'm writing it down. But then as I'm writing it down, I get another one and then it just keeps going and going. And by the time I'm done, I forget things. You're just full of so much information. And if I pray for God to overflow the creativeness for the story, and he does. And sometimes my pen is not as fast as my brain. So I usually start out with a pack of paper, a brand new pack of paper, like line paper for school and some pens. <laughs> And I just have at it because I need to write it down because when I'm reading it back, when I'm actually writing, it flows so much better for me instead of me just sitting and thinking, OK, how I want this to go and stuff. I know I need a plan. I'm a visual person. I have to see it. I have to read it. I have to understand it. It's almost like a math equation. Everything has to add up. And I remember the series that I just finished. If I were to show the pictures of what it looked like, my outlining, like the stacks and stacks of papers I had. And I remember I showed one of my friends and she was like, how does that make sense to you? I'm like, it makes sense to me. It's just not supposed to make sense to you. And I love that about myself because when I see that, like all the papers, I just feel a sense of gratitude that I'm even this created to even go this far. So outlining that way to me is very important. 
I've tried different ways. I've tried a freestyle, just write what's off the top of my head. It didn't work out. So I've, I've tried to be very short in my descriptions. And then it has taken me forever to write a book because I'm sitting at the computer now trying to figure out how I want this to flow. And it just doesn't flow right to me. So I trust my process of outlining. It may take me forever. I don't start a book until my outline is completely 100% done. In the same way how we have drafts, you go through different editing drives before you send it to your editor to make sure it's fine. I have that same way for my outline because if I don't have an outline that I like, I can't write. Are you eager once you start getting the information? Are you like to the point in your writing career where I know I have it, but I got to take the time before I put it out? It's very, it's frustrating for me as an author. And this is just me being transparent and being human. You know, you see people, they release these books back to back. Oh my goodness gracious. Like I, I get a glimpse of the story one day and then it don't come back for like another week. And that that's how my creativeness is, and especially with my outlines. Like I can get a vivid scene in my head and I'm writing down everything. It may be five chapters. I think I'm on a roll and then it just stops mm. and I have to wait. And I've learned not to rush it. And when I have rushed it or when I put in what I think I want to to fill in the gaps when that's not really what it is because the vision hasn't come yet. I release work that I'm not so much proud of because I feel like I hurried instead of hurrying and waiting. So now I was just telling somebody we're only nine months into the year and I just released and I've only released three books this year. But I had to sit back and understand what I did release because I hurried up and waited. It became my best work Mm -hmm. because I waited. I didn't rush when the scenes didn't come. It was kind of frustrating because usually whenever the Lord pours into me my next scenes, it's at a time where, okay, I'm ready. I want more. And that's just not what it is. Because sometimes I have to go through things to fill in those mm-hmm. gaps. And I've learned how much my life interferes with my writing. It, it's, it's like a, we're like Siamese twins. It goes together. So now, even um, over the summer, I had to realize that because I finished a book in early June. I'm just now writing my outline for my next project in fullness. So those months when I wasn't writing, it was very, very frustrating mentally, creatively, everything. Because you want to write, you know, you see people dropping and you want to stay relevant. But I have to understand that my walk and being an author is totally different in its mind. And I think that's why I'm starting now to have more respect for it, to cherish it more. Because when it all does come together, it's literally, and I say that, and, and I guess because I pray for it, I'm always praying, let this be better than what I just released. Let it be my best book yet. And I just pray that for the last book. So it gets better and better. And now I'm understanding that it just takes time. It's about getting the quality story that is who you are out there. And that may not be on par with someone who can drop five, six books in six months (laughs) or eight months. So, (laughs) yeah, I I, kind of I definitely feel you on the whole thing about people pumping out stories like I love it. It's great. That works for some people. But the biggest thing that I've learned in this process is just like you is the hurry up and wait portion because what somebody else's time is not my time. Right. And that has been the most challenging thing for me to understand is it's just not time yet. But when it is released, when I'm done with it, I realize that, okay, it was time for it. But of course, you know, in the beginning, we're not saying that. We're only saying, okay, why am I not writing? I want to be on the charts too, or I want to release too. I want to be a part of this little wave that's going on. 
And it's just not the right timing. And now I'm very appreciative of that because when I think back to my other releases and when they came out, they came out when they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. What do you do to offset that, that feeling of, okay, I'm stuck. Let's just say when the music stops, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) When the music stops, I go back to my source and I pray. I'm very heavy on prayer when it comes to my books because literally I get a lot of my inspiration from praying. I get a lot of my inspiration from reading the Bible. People probably will be like, how, how is that possible? Like I, read you, like, I read what you write. But again, when I break things down to them, they're like, wow, you never knew that. Again, that's part of my creativity. So when the music stops, I go back to the source. I pray. And it's probably meant for me to get a break because I may be burning myself out and don't even realize it. But I'm on this high of writing it and bam, as you said, the record stops. What do you do? So I go back. I get frustrated. Yes. But then I go back to the source and I pray about it. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen the next day, but literally probably within a week or so, I'm overflowed with ideas to add on that were better than I had the first time. So I take it with stride. I I do get frustrated. I'm like, Chelsea, you do this to yourself every time you know what to do. Because that's what happened. The story I'm creating now is three in one. Mm. I wanted to do these three stories. I kept pausing. I kept having, again, the work of the music kept stopping at certain points. And I didn't understand why, because in my head, it's like, it made sense. But on paper, and then when I'm writing it out, and I'm trying to type it out, it didn't flow, or the passion for it wasn't there. And then until, again, I went back to the source, and I'm praying, and I'm reading, and now it all made sense. It all clicked. It all merged together on how I thought I was supposed to write three different stories. No, these are just scenes for one story that look different. But again, that's how I'm supposed to, as a creative, merge it all together to make it make sense. What have you learned about yourself in your writing process? That I'm very emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very emotional that I'm impatient, even though I'm saying I've learned to wait. (laughs) I'm still human and I don't realize it's after the fact. And... If I give myself the chance to breathe, and what I mean by breathe is to exhale all of my worries, to exhale all of my doubts and fears. When I breathe back in, I am my best self. And what I mean by that is once I take away everything that I feel will hinder me or being caught up in the whole people bondage and feel like, what are people going to think? And once I put on my own crown, adjust it right, I create my best work. Because again, like I said, my competition is myself. So it's always about me being a better version of myself with each book. And being emotional, it helps because usually those emotions that I go through while outlining or while writing, they get put in the book because I'm frustrated. So I'm going to write frustrated. And it fits because whatever I'm writing about, it fits with that moment. When I'm emotional, it fits. I'm able to channel a lot of my emotions into my characters, even though what they're going through at that moment may not be anything that I lived, but what I feel, it always goes with what's going on. So I'm very emotional. I'm very impatient. (laughs) And I have a lot more growing to do. And I'm not ashamed to say that because, again, it's only been two and a half years. And it's been a journey that I always look back and when I check, you know, to make sure that, see how my books are doing. And when I see that, it's like, okay, you're actually doing this. Like, this is your life for real. You know, when I get invited to book events like this year, I had a booked up calendar before coronavirus hit. Mm -hmm. Almost every other month I was at some reading event. And to go from nothing to that, it's just like, I'm grateful for the favor. 
hey, thank you for hanging with me inside the Indie Arthur Hangout. You can also relax with me on Twitter at Hangout. That's capital N, capital D, Arthur Hangout. And just in case you missed it, we're having a wonderful conversation with our Indie Arthur Hangout Spotlight guest, Miss Chelsea Maria, romance Arthur and romantic at heart. You can find all of her books at ChelseaMaria.com. That's ChelseaMaria.com. And by simply typing her name into the search bar on Amazon. And when you do, be sure to also check the box so you may continue to follow her Arthur journey. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the show. I just love listening to your passion. I love listening to how how deep this is for you. It's just not about putting words on paper. And so that inspires me. Thank you. I'm glad. Because a lot of the times like, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, am I too deep? Or am I doing too much? I'm like, no. That's the beauty of writing because there are only so many words in our language. And how do you take, how do each of us, all of us out here that write, take those same words and make them something different and something unique and special to us? That's your process. And I, I, love, yeah. I love hearing it. It speaks volumes to the passion of you as an author. But this is what inspires and gets people to love your work because this of all that you put into it, not just the words on the paper. You summed it all up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just so, so, I just love listening to that. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that because that's very much needed. And I feel like people hearing that will understand it is a process. It's not just about, a, having a story and B, putting it out to the world. There's a whole lot that goes in the middle. A whole lot. What has been the biggest lessons you've learned from being an indie author in business? Oh, the one that I'm going through now is putting some respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> and to understand that I am a brand. And again, like I say, like I live, I guess, in my own little cloudy fantasy world of thinking like, no, you just an author. Like, no, that's a whole brand. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole Chelsea Maria, that's a whole brand. And now that I'm indie and able to have full control of everything, I have more respect for other indie authors too. And just the whole, the whole indie world, because you're basically giving birth to your dream. You're constantly how can I say it? Like you're constantly in touch with everything. Like you, you're in the process of creating everything. And while it has been frustrating because I never had to do with a lot of the things that I'm dealing with now, the deadlines, I was just, hey, I'm doing a book. Here you go. Show me the covers whenever you get them. Bam, that was it. <laughs> now, oh my gosh, trying to find an editor, trying to find a proofreader, trying to stay consistent as far as being visible on social media, which I cringe at because I don't mind scrolling on social media, but I don't want to put my face or post anything. I'd rather just scroll than, than post. So it's allowing me to step one out of my boundaries because, again, in order for me to be to put myself out there, I have to put myself out there. And then also, again, like I said, putting respect on my name. That's me putting respect on that. The fact that now seeing how my whole process comes into fruition, you know, you pray about it. You're constantly praying about it. You're spending all these late nights and early mornings writing, writing, writing. The easiest part is picking a book cover and a title. But everything else behind that, while it is frustrating in that moment, and it is very frustrating because I think one of the biggest challenges I have is the editors. And and not having somebody change your voice is major to me. Um, going through all those, you find, like I said, just a bigger appreciation for the art in itself. 
And it's allowing me to be more patient because, again, I used to just send my book in here, here it go, send me the edits when you're done, and that's it. But now I have to be more organized, which I'm not the best organized person. <laughs> no, Miss <laughs> Outline, you're not organized. <laughs> oh, no, which is crazy, but I'm not organized. It's allowing me to, again, step out of the box, see myself in a different creative light because it's like, okay, yeah, you drop, you have a book coming out, but what are you doing to, you know, promote yourself? What are you doing that is different from the other person? I'm trying to be a graphic designer with flyers. I'm like, I'm thankful for Kimba because these templates very coming handy. And, you know, just the different avenues of it all. And also I, I had a thing with pride, not wanting to ask for help. And because sometimes you you feel like, okay, if I ask this person, one, they may feel a little bit too mighty of themselves to answer or guide me. Or you just don't want to seem like you need help because you want to feel like you got it all together. Now, I had to take a huge chunk of humble pie and reach out to my fellow authors because, again, I was signed to a publisher and now going indie. When things don't make sense, it's like, okay, I refuse to get on Google University and try to figure this out when I can just literally hop in somebody's inbox or text somebody, hey, can you help me with this? And when I did that, I was so surprised at how people was like, yeah, I don't mind doing it. Like, I don't mind helping helping you. It almost made me emotional because I'm like, girl, if you would have just did that in the beginning, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. But again, it's called pride, you know, and just being fearful, I guess. But yeah, learning every day is a new challenge for me as an indie author, because if it's silent on my pages, people aren't hearing you. Then being in control of my ads and just stuff like that, I never really took it to heart as serious as it is, you know, just trying to be different in everything because I know my work is different but how am I presented to other people am I different because usually I stay silent until you may see me post here and there about things that have nothing to do with my book but now I'm constantly figuring out ways how to be relevant to where this book that I released almost three years ago I'm now sharing it with other people because I feel like every day I get a new reader Mm -hmm. she may not have read that book so now I'm introducing something new to her One of the things I'm really, really trying to work on is, again, being visible and understanding that, okay, if you want to be this powerhouse of an author that you dream of, you're going to have to be visible. You can't hide behind a graphic. (laughs) They want to see your face. They want to hear your voice. They want to know that you're real. They want to hear these conversations that you're having with other people. And while I always, you know, while I said earlier, I, I feel like I'm still living on a cloud. I'm always humble when people ask me to do interviews. It's very emotional to me too because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone when I wanted to be an author all I wanted to do was just put out a book and that was it don't contact me don't nothing (laughs) like (laughs) yeah so having to be a face now it's like gosh you know but it causes you to really step back and and say okay what do you want to do with your brand you're very transparent when you're transparent as you are people they want to see you they want to hear you you can't just hide behind a computer they want to know that you're real because that makes the whole connection even more real so i'm i'm learning not to be camera shy people tell me i should go live i'm like yeah it's baby (laughs) stuff in time you get there in time yeah in time (laughs) And, and what you said made a lot of sense because these are the times where, uh, unfortunately, there are covers out here with African-American Black people on their cover, but they're not written by us. 
So it's important oh. for people to be able to connect with you as the person behind your stories, because part of that connection is coming from who you are as a person. Yeah. This podcast gets us that the more people hear it and get inspired by it and really understand what it takes to be in the author and saying, this is something I can do. So my goal is to help us grow. All right. You mentioned something that I wanted to touch on. Mm -hmm. uh, the, your indie author community, reaching out to other authors. How important is that for you? Very. Because one, like I said, it, it, it allowed me to get rid of the pride I had by feeling like I had to do this walk alone. I, I feel like it's kind of like having that tribe of good girlfriends or the girlfriends that you can go to for anything and they'll uplift you no matter if you're in the wrong or not. You know, they're going to ride for you. So I'm finding my tribe of people that I feel like I can reach out to, not just for the creative help, but for somebody that also understands what this walk is like, the pressure behind it. Because you can easily lose yourself in this world, depending on your end goal. Like if, you, if you're just trying to make the money, okay, your vision is different from my vision. Because yes, while the money is good, it ain't going to come first thing smoking. But some people do have that success. But for me, as far as the other indie authors, because now I understand fully what we go through. I'm a single person. I don't have kids. But to know that there are other women who look like me, who grind as hard, if not harder than me, and they have kids, they have families they're taking up, and they're still dropping these books that have surpassed quality on a one to 10 scale, that is motivation. So I reach out to the people who inspired me to want to reach better when I get in my head and I'm like okay let me see if I'm doing too much sometimes you just need a quick pep talk and that's just what it is so it's very important to me to have those people that I can easily talk to because what I may feel like my world is about to end because I'm very dramatic <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like my world is about to end because I can't understand something or a review pissed me off here I am reaching out to somebody and they readjust my crown. So that's very important to me, especially from another person who can relate to me. And it, it may not even be like one of the heavy hitters in the indie industry. One of my very good friends that I talk to on a daily basis, she just started, but she gives me the best motivation and pep talks that there is. But that's just our superpower as Black women, because we all know the end goal out here is just for everybody to make it. Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, we're not in competition with each other. It's just, how can I help you? Because I want to see you make it. That's it. And that's the part of being inspired by another person's success and not jealous of it. Right. Because there's room for all of us. All of us. We don't all write alike. You can give 10 women the same storyline, but I guarantee you it's going to be told 10 different ways. That's it. That's the beauty of it. And the part for me is understanding that when I open myself up to being there for someone else and someone opens themselves up to be there for me, that's that energy that gets us to the next level. You, right. you can't succeed being closed down. You can't succeed turning your back on other people. We're not meant to do this alone, even though it's a, it is a lonely process a lot of the time. Because you get in your writer space. But when you step out yeah. of that space, you it's, it's the best thing is to have other people around you. So for someone who is starting their indie author journey or along their journey and, and feel themselves 
getting trapped inside of that cycle of, like you said, that fear of reaching out and talking to people or not knowing where to turn. What's a bit of advice you can get them to say, go ahead and take that step forward and take that chance on reaching out to somebody. What would you tell them to do? I would definitely tell them, and I'm going to keep it 100 because I've heard horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to know your author that you're reaching out to because if you interact with that person already, you already get a feel of how they are, if they're short with you, or if they're quick to just shove a link and tell you to purchase their self-help book, or, <laughs> you know, or if you feel like y'all have that relationship to where they're going to be very helpful. You kind of already know that. You kind of get a hint for that. And if you don't, still reach out because it's either a yes or no answer. And it's no different than you what, applying for a job. I mean, they're going to get it or I'm not. So you have to put a a heavy price on you, meaning that, okay, this person told me no, but I'm not going to stop because I'm going to keep going. So like how I mentioned earlier, putting some respect on your name, you have to take pride in what you want, what's your goal. You want to learn, you want to know. Don't let one person stop you because I don't mind sharing. I'm an open book because you never know what somebody may need or what they're going through and how you may be blocking your blessings because you're trying to be stingy with your information. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's a free game out here. And some people, they just don't know. And they wanted to know. And if I'm repeating the same question to five different people and I still get a no, 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 but then I finally get that one and she blows my mind by what she tells me, I'd rather take that. Or even if me, I'm an author and I keep getting the same question, I'm going to keep repeating it Mm -hmm. because I want you to succeed. Like you say, there is room for everybody. And I'm a firm believer that when you start, I don't want to say being nasty, but when you start blocking your blessings because now you want to make it about business instead of helping, you you do start blocking your blessings. Mm -hmm. I feel like that. And to the expiring indie author, just don't stop. You're going to find that right person to help you. It's out there. I found the right people and I'm still finding the right people to help me. Because even though everybody think I have it together, I do not. (laughs) I'm sitting here and I'm telling you that in my mouth. I don't have it together at all. At all. And I may not ask the same question to one friend that I already asked the question to. I I go around to different ones and that's how just I am. But don't stop betting on yourself regardless of what it is. When you get the answers... You get your answers and it's just don't stop. I love that. Don't stop betting on yourself. It takes that confidence to to basically humble yourself and put yourself out there. We're doing it with our stories. We are. Because <laughs> once we release it, it's the world. It, there you go. So you have to have a tough skin. You have to have a tough skin. And, and it could feel personal, but we can't take it that way. For me, it's having the mindset of who's meant to be in that space for me. If I need them there, they'll be there. And, right. and if, like you said, if I get eight no's, 10 no's, those are the no's I were meant to get. It's that one yes that I was supposed to get and it'll come. But I can't get it if I stop asking. Right. For you, where is your author dream taking you? My author dream is taking me to levels of faith that I never knew I had. And I say that because even submitting my first book to my publisher in 2017, that was me stepping out on faith. That was that was all it was. And then also not only stepping out on faith, the levels of what is open, but also seeing how me being obedient opens doors for me because my walk in this author world is connected to my purpose. Mm. So the stories that I tell, there are pieces of my testimony in each of my stories. More so... Yeah, about all of them. <laughs> there may be a few. I, maybe not, but more so, yes. 
And every book that I put out, I'm stepping out on faith, period. Because there are spiritual elements in my book that I have to go through to be able to translate it into words of love. There is an understanding that I have to gain in my own personal life to be able to share with the world. And that used to frustrate me because, again, when I used to see people, you know, just releasing back to back, I'm like, how can y'all get so creative and just do all that? And I had to realize my purpose is me being an author. So I'm not going to be able to push out these books back to back because there's a learning experience tied to it for me. I don't know if some books, it allows me to release years of pain or whatever I went through or just finally getting rid of soul ties in books. But all that results into me just growing in my faith and knowing that I can do anything. And that's why like my tagline is like, nothing is impossible with love. Because for me to turn my testimonies into a form of love that's turning the nothing that's impossible into love i've never been in love but i write about love and people are fascinated when i tell them that (laughs) i'm like but my type of love is different than your love because i love my family i love my friends but god's love on how he basically gives me so much grace i put that in my books and people are amazed when i have to break it down to them what you may think i'm writing about love is actually god's love but each one of my books is all about faith to me because there is a story and that's in the story that a certain person needs to hear and I understand it. When I understood and stopped being afraid of the calling on my life, the success that I have now is a result of it. And I'm just now reaching the top of it. You know, just now opening doors. That my imagination goes far greater than what I am creating now. And where I see myself as an author in years to come, I haven't even touched the surface of that, of where I want to be, the stories that I want to write, the quickness that I want to write. <laughs> but, um, it's just all about stepping out on faith. And I think me stepping out on faith and being obedient in my calling, which is me being an author, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. And that's how I see it every day. Because every book that I release, I'm stepping into more grace. I'm stepping into more opportunities. The tables I thought I would never sit at, I'm being invited to. You know, and not just an invite because somebody backed out, like a first invite. Mm -hmm. Being asked to be on a podcast, never thought of it. (laughs) You know, it's just amazing to me. And then when I'm a part of a lot of different groups, and I was a part of these groups before I even became an author. But to see them talk about my books and have discussions about it, I'm just thankful that I stepped out on faith and I did that. Because, again, I feel like, you know, there are people assigned to our obedience. And I know that from the messages that I get when these women read my book. I may not understand why I'm writing it Mm -hmm. or why I'm going so deep, but it wasn't for me. That's it. It was for somebody else. And you have never stopped betting on yourself. No. It's painful as it gets sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to you speak and listening to some of these authors I've spoken with speak, I am being so blessed by who you are. Your books are one thing. Trust me. I love your books. But I want people to hear this about you as authors, how human you are and how how you turn that into the works of art that you put out. This to me is what's so important, because at the end of the day, your legacy are these interviews where people get to hear your soul. People get to hear your purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Indie Arthur Hangout podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you did too while you learned something along the way. I would love to find out what you did learn and what your thoughts are about the show on Twitter at Indie Arthur Hangout. Please tell me what you would like to learn more about along your Indie Arthur journey. 
Also, it would be awesome if you could download and subscribe so you won't miss another Indie Arc episode that is to come. Oh, one more thing. Show notes. They're available on www.arthurgeniawhite.com forward slash T-I-A-H. Thanks again for hanging with us on the Indie Arc Hangout. I'll be right back here with you in two weeks to chit chat with you. But until then, be safe and true to the Indie Arthur within.